Dad, if you could perform any miracle, what would it be? Oh, boy. Any miracle. Well, I guess what comes to mind is uh, if I could keep my sermons to 35 minutes, that'd be a miracle, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be a miracle. That's right. <laughs> you know, we so often think about like, you know, if we could have a superpower, it'd be so exciting. Yeah, you know, if, if I could, I could perform a miracle, if I could heal I people, could it'd be so exciting. Cast demons out. Yet in this text, Jesus says, there is something more exciting than performing a miracle. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see what that is. We are in Luke chapter 10. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott, and I'm going to start reading. So verse 1, Luke chapter 10. It may sound like a repeat from a couple of days ago, but it's not. Instead, now Jesus takes the training that he gave to his 12, and he expands them to 72. So the Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. So now he's got a new training program because, you know, there was a, more than just the 12 that were loyal to Jesus. He would have had an entourage of, a, of a, probably a couple of hundred. Yeah, well, even yesterday we kind of finished with some people coming up to him saying, hey, I'll follow you, I'll follow yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So these are the instructions that he gives to the 72. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest, ask him to send more workers into his fields. And of course, God does that. Now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals, and don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Pretty much like he had taught the 12. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. And it also becomes a blessing to those who, you know, who are a blessing. Mm-hmm. If you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you. Mm. We had to do this, Junior, right? Yeah, we were we in did. Africa. Yeah. And uh, the food there, the first meal was good. And the second <laughs> meal was pretty good, but it was pretty much the same meal. I think yeah, they yeah. called it something different, but it was pretty much the same thing. Yep. The third meal, breakfast was the same meal. <laughs> and after a week of that same meal, it was, well, yeah. but eat. And, you know, we also, it, we also recognize that you could very quickly lose credibility with people by not enjoying the food that they put before you. There's something right. about fellowship and food that come together. There's like an intimacy to food. Mm-hmm. All right. So he said, uh, whatever they put in front of you, you should eat that. And verse uh, nine, verse, thank you. I always get lost. <laughs> Heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. But if a town refuses to welcome you, go out into its streets and say, we wipe even the dust of your town from our feet to show that we have abandoned you to your fate. And know Same. this, the kingdom of God is near. Maybe where Taylor Swift got shake it, shake it off from. <laughs> I wonder, but yeah, <laughs> I like this statement about the kingdom of God being near, that it's not as far as we think that it is. In fact, he wants us to be living like we're in the kingdom right now because we are the kingdom of God in this world. I assure you, even wicked Sodom will be better off than such a town on Judgment Day, I meaning that those that had opportunity to repent and do not, and do not follow the Christ that was revealed to them, their judgment is going to be more severe. What sorrow awaits you, Kors and Bethsaida, because they had opportunity. For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago, clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their heads to show their remorse. Yes, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on a judgment day than you. So there's going to be degrees of punishment in hell. Mm -hmm. As we know, there are also degrees of reward in heaven. And it does depend on our response to God's grace in, in our life and what he is doing for us. 
Verse 15, and you people of Capernaum. These are his neighbors. Will you be honored in heaven? No, you will go down to the place of the dead. Then he said to the disciples, anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me. And anyone who rejects you is rejecting me. And anyone who rejects me is rejecting God who sent me. Which is important for us to remember that in our witness, which all of us ought to be actively sharing Christ and talking about his his activity in our lives, that we recognize that we, we shouldn't take it personally when people do not like to hear about our relationship with God, because it's not us that we're rejecting, it's him ultimately. So when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because, you're, because your names are registered in heaven. Yeah. So and that's better than any miracle. You get that miracle. You think about it. Your name, if you have decided to follow Jesus, your name is written in heaven. Now, this is a guarantee. Yep. This is the guarantee. That's right. That you are with him for eternity. That's right. Nothing, so, nothing more important than that. Nope. Proverbs chapter 18 is the chapter for today. And dad, I might be losing my mind. I know we talked about a verse. Verse two. Okay. All right. Verse two, it says, fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their opinions. <laughs> and no, none of us know anybody like that at all. <laughs> and so, of course, who, none of us are guilty of no, that. No, never, never. <laughs> I used to laugh about how I, I had no trouble entering into any conversation of which I knew nothing about and sounding as though I was the expert. But that's not a good thing. Yeah. That's not a good thing. <laughs> no, no. No, I had a conversation with my daughter just the other day where it's just like, you're not listening. And so you can't tell, you can't tell me. You can't tell me anything. You can't tell your sisters anything until you start listening. It's kind of funny. I probably know which daughter you're talking about, but <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> All right. Well, make it a good day. Don't be a fool and air your opinion. Be a, be a wise person and rejoice because your name is written in heaven and that directs mm. your whole day today. Yeah. That directs your attitude. That directs your, your whole vision for today. And so make it a good day. 